Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Make Things Make Sense. Today, we make sense of how you can stand out in a crowded market. We have a very special guest today, who is the CEO of a company we very, very proudly have delivered some really impactful and powerful branding and a really kick-ass website. Josh, I'll hand this over to you. I'm delighted to be joined today by Tom Jones, CEO of Yolted, a fresh, innovative and bold company. Tom, how are you doing? Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here as well. Tell us a bit about your, your journey so far, Tom, in business and also the new Yolted uh, project you're on. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been working in the tech and entertainment space for about 15 years now. Um, I used to be an accountant, believe it or not, um, and I figured that it was incredibly boring. So I decided to drop everything, go back to university, study marketing. And it was there I found about really the, the burgeoning mix of marketing and technology. Uh, and then from there, we work in, in uh, affiliate marketing and in the, as I say, the, the entertainment and uh, technology space ever since, really. Uh, the last few years, I've been doing more uh, management and operational roles, so really overseeing the growth of companies, uh, whether it be startups or companies looking to reinvent themselves. Amazing. I am going to start with a bit of a crazy quote. Well, Walt Disney said once, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. And this is really fascinating because what started out as a sketch of a mouse through continued innovation and creativity became the super brand Walt Disney. To you, Tom, how important is innovation in business? I think it's essential, really. Um, it's the lifeblood to uh, any industry or any vertical or any business. Uh, I think the the interesting thing with the, the quote specifically is that, you know, obviously over time they've massively adapted to so many different things, right? But they, their core, uh, I guess the core uh, feeling or the vibe running through the companies is still the same. But you, the, the funny thing that I found over the years is that you might start out with an idea and you might want to stick to some key principles, but as you go along, the realities of the real world will kick in and you have to adapt. You have to change maybe your original idea but as long as you've got i think some some key values as a company i think people will recognize that the whole way through the journey as long as long as you're doing a good job of communicating them both externally and internally in today's world the consumer is really driving innovation by by their their demands their, their changing demands people vote with their feet right if they want a product they'll buy it by hook or by crook they'll find it and i think people do want to be seen as kind of uh, you know more innovative with the purchases they make i mean i think I, apple is a perfect example of that for better or for worse they've captured a huge market share through at least portraying themselves as being massively innovative or being first adopters for lots of things. Tesla as well, I think, are a really good example of that as well. Uh, I, I think it, it helps that these things are kind of zeitgeist, whether it's, you know, you're worried about uh, the, you know, economic reasons or, uh, you know, environmental issues and things like that, where people are a lot more conscious about the things they buy and where they come from and stuff. But I think innovation ha has been the driving force behind the vast majority of successful companies, I would say. Um, you're always going to get some also-rans here, there, and everywhere, but uh, people do want to be forward-leaning, I think, ultimately. A phrase I've heard really thrown about um, quite frequently is innovate or die. Like, it's not an option anymore. Innovation is not a nice-to-have. It's something that must be that must be part of your core DNA, I'd say, as a business. Um, 
There's another, there's another interesting quote from Antonio Lucio, HP. Innovation is not one more thing that marketers must do. Innovation is a way the marketer needs to think and behave. So this is kind of building it into uh, your DNA and really having it as something we live by every day in our in our roads. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people almost think it's kind of contrived now. With if you if you read a, a you know a job a description or something, very much now they will lean with not necessarily talking about the product or what it is that they do. They'll they'll be pushing the company's values first, and I think that's because now they have to be intrinsically linked to the product they're making. You know, it's you can't be something outside and be something inside. If you because at the end of the day, every every company selling something right that's what it essentially boils down to and everybody within your business will by hook or by crook be a salesperson whether they whether they know it or not so if even if you're a developer you need to be buying into the product and, and loving the product and be pushing it out with the same well the same passion as a salesperson right and the the, the hr people will be the same they will be be pushing out the company as a product to the people they're looking to hire because they want to hire people who understand the, the the brand values and what it is they're looking to achieve. And if that's unified throughout what you tell your employees and what you're telling your customers, then that makes things so much easier. Because if you're disjointed, then the vision just disappears into the ether. And I, I've seen that so many times. And the, the companies that tend to be the most successful are the ones that have that consistent unified message with everything that they do and ultimately that is branding right with the altered brand with, with innovation being so important to you uh, I, I can really feel your passion as you speak about it it's really inspiring how did you push this this passion through with the with the altered brand and what was important to you standing out from the madding crowd really i mean i work in a in a very congested uh industry where there's a lot of a lot of people have made a lot of quick money therefore a lot of people are looking to join jump onto the bandwagon really and that has led to quite a homogenous experience for a lot of people so the only way you're really going to be able to stand out you've got two choices you either throw an incredible amount of money trying to get involved with the big boys or you look to do something unique pick your niche and stand out in that way and that's i think the what we've what we've decided to do um we want to be able to be recognizable immediately in both the products and the branding and as i say that that's just all part of the same package essentially and was this like an easy thing to push internally for you? Yes and no. Um, in terms of the, you know, what we wanted to achieve and how we were going to go about achieving it, yes, we had to. We knew we had to differentiate and be very niche in, in what we did. You know, we, I think anybody from the outside looking in would have picked that up pretty quickly. But in terms of the branding itself and the name and the the color schemes and the designs and all this kind of stuff, that can sometimes take a little bit more selling internally, let's call it. I mean, my my business partner, Joel, you know, we're very yin and yang. He's very studious, very data orientated, whereas I'm a lot more, you know, let's get shit done. Uh, but as a as a complete package, that's absolutely great because he keeps me in check, and I also ha- you know are, are in that position to nudge him along and say, "Go on, let's do it." And it's not <clears throat> it's not all done purely from you know a gut feeling. It is a combination of experience and you know education and seeing what's happened before. Trial and error is a huge part of it, right? I mean, even though I would have had the best of intentions of what we were doing, there's no guarantee that it would be a success. But um, I think those having that wherewithal and want to do something different and as a business knowing that it may not necessarily be an immediate hit and you have to kind of stick to your guns to an extent um i think is is a good experience to 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 have 
um, it's not, as I say, it's not a guarantee. There's, you know, ultimately you have to make money, right? That's what it boils down to. And some people have deeper pockets than others. And some people have more, uh, let's call it patience than others as well. So it's a, it's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. And that's, you know, that's kind of my job really is to keep everybody on an even keel, whether it's looking up or looking down. It's, it's just what it is. I can totally relate with you on the yin-yang of your business partner. (laughs) Alex is uh, definitely yin to my yang or vice versa. But that synergy is like something very powerful where I'm often more led by let's get something, let's get something done, let's push this through. Sometimes neglecting the the due diligence required or the the sort of structure and process whereas Alex really is to help structure me. And similarly, I think that it creates a really strong synergy whereby together we can then have a bit the best of both worlds well yeah and that's that's i think that's a huge thing that's changed in business generally right you don't i think the new style of leader or the new style of ceo i think is very much aware that they can't be expected to get every decision right they can't do every, all things on their own the old school side of things was you know the guy at the top said something and that filtered down downhill that's not how it is anymore i think the most successful companies are the ones that recognize very very quickly they don't know it all they are willing to compromise they are willing to discuss things and come to a unified decision and that ultimately then filters down to the rest of the company as it grows and you know again as long as you've got those really core uh, values that you stick to yeah it might be hard to stick to them sometimes in in terms of you know if there's an ability to make a quick buck or something but i think if you I think sticking to those things will ultimately one give you that clear direction when something tricky comes up and you need to make a decision do you stick to your core values if you do generally I would say that you will tend to be happier for it and that's what everybody wants right I mean it's it's all well and good having you know fancy offices and nice job titles and all the rest of it but what does everybody want happiness and it's it's all as just it's it's all part of the same machine really i mean that's and that's why when when i'm talking about these core messages when it comes to marketing branding etc why it's so important to have those internally because it dictates these decisions that you make dictate everything that you do or they should so when you're looking to bring in new staff new team members if you're speaking to people internally or externally if you have these key messages everybody knows you're in the same boat and you know people will check these things out now before applying for a job they'll want to know okay are they the kind of people i want to spend eight nine ten hours a day with five days a week and very quickly they will pick up on yes or no and if they're the right person you know skills can be taught attitudes can't so if you're if if there's a, a match in terms of the attitude these people have when they're coming through the door then that will it's you know it creates a better atmosphere people stay at their jobs longer they're more productive you don't as a as an employee you don't have to pay so much money because of the turnover and all the rest of it so it's 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 a whole world in itself really and as i say these key three four five values are the cornerstone to everything else that comes afterwards i absolutely couldn't agree with you anymore these core values which I think there's there's a multi, multi-step process in core values. First of all, identifying or de- defer- determining what your core values are as a brand, then ensuring that they're reflected through your brand identity, communicating them both internally and externally, and lastly, sticking by them. Yeah, and that's the tricky one. It, 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 yeah, if it's tricky, I guess you don't have the right core values. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I, I think, again, being in that 
you know, the fact that we started this as a couple of people and we chose our core values, it makes it a bit easier because yeah. it has, they have to reflect your personality. Your product needs to reflect the personality of the people that are making them. Therefore, as does the brand and the way you position yourself. Yeah. Um, so it, that does make it a bit easier, yeah, for sure. It's interesting. We actually have a, a previous podcast episode on core values and how they translate into your, your brand mm. DNA. In terms of being innovative, I think often people associate that with new tech, new mm -hmm. fancy, shiny tech, and that's innovation. But I, I really believe that there's room to innovate within so much more than just technology, including uh, the way you communicate, the way you package your product, also your brand. I think I believe that the brand, the DNA of the brand is really at the heart of, of innovation when done right. And that to me starts from defining the why and the mm. what, what makes us unique. Why do we do this? Those core values and then translating that into your brand identity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, innovation is, innovation has become a bit of a, a hollow word really to, to much of an extent because you can say you're innovative without actually being it. And if you put enough money into the marketing spend to say you're innovative, you will steal a march on the people that actually are. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it can be really contrived. I mean, I've seen it enough times. You know, you see uh, a product which is marketed as being the latest and greatest, but when you peel back the layers, it's not at all. But they're very good at selling it. So, and they get caught out relatively quickly, but they will, you know, if, if you're at least perceived as a first mover or a first adopter, you will often be, uh, be in a position to take market share. One of the key objectives that you set out to achieve through, through the new Yalted brand was to stand out from the crowd. How do you feel you've accomplished in that goal? Simply by the fact it doesn't look like anything else in the vertical that we work in. Um, there are a lot of people in a very competitive space and you know, a, lot of, a lot of types of businesses send, tend to look the same. You know, you'll have a, uh, a red and white and black color scheme or a black and white and red color scheme or whatever. You know, it's, um, and we really wanted to s step apart from that and to make ourselves stand out. And the, the payoff has been really that when people are approaching us and speaking to us, uh, it is, you guys look so different and it looks really cool. And you seem to be, it's very quick to be able to understand who we are and what we do. So this is the hardest thing about branding. It's all well and good having a fancy logo and all the rest of it, but it's the connotations behind the color schemes and that, you know, there's a bit of psychology at play and being able to very quickly tell the story of your business and what it is you should do and where they align with the potential buyer's needs and wants and, and all the rest of it. And again, that comes down to tone of voice and all these little, little subtle things that you have to do. And the payoff has been that people very quickly recognize what it is that we do and why. So yeah, it's, it's massively important because people have a very finite amount of, uh, let's call it attention span. Yeah, things move incredibly quickly. I think it's decreasing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> in by by magnitudes, almost on a daily basis, it seems. So you very quickly, you need to uh, communicate what it is, who you are, and what it is you're doing. And they have to be quite subtly done. You can't just have reams and reams of text and expect people to look through. You have to be very punchy in terms of what it is you want to deliver. So a lot of that comes down to, again, tone of voice, branding, color scheme. It all works in conjunction with each other to be able to immediately deliver a message of some sort. Um, so it's been hugely advantageous for us to do this. There's a, there was something that was explained to me once is the, um, the second conversation. 
So you, you know, most companies have a salesperson of some kind, right? And they will take their time to make introductions, to speak to people, to get the sales process started. But ultimately, the people, gen- or generally, the people who are actually signing on the dotted line or the ones putting their hands in their pockets won't ultimately be the first person they've spoken to. So how on earth do you get your salesperson to essentially penetrate that entire business? <laughs> it's called the second conversation because the first person speaks to this person and this person then will have to resell what you've tried to sell him in the first place internally within their business. And that's almost impossible because you you've been building this brand and this you know the 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 values and everything for for months or years or whatever it may be right and how do you communicate that quickly internally and that's again that's done through a huge part of it's done through branding and the the values and stuff because they're they're short sound bites they're quick and people will very quickly emotionally connect to something and if they do then that's half the job done tom we were having a chat earlier just before going on the line about how the perception or how the conversations went differently at your, the recent conference you had in London compared to the one before mm. since the rebranding. Uh, how, how, did this, how did this go? Basically, we, what I mentioned beforehand about having something that's, that stands out and is unique, it immediately resonates with people rather than being one of many that do a similar product or a similar sort of business, that having something that is unique and stands out and is easily digestible and people understand it very, very quickly changes the whole conversation. Um, and it's, it's a huge vehicle, really. If you have something that is unique and it stands out, that's, if that's what you're doing as your branding, then that immediately connotes that your product must be different, surely. And that's what was a huge part of it. That was a really big game changer for us. Uh, especially, I mean, the, I've been doing this for a, for a long time. And the reaction I had about the, the new way of you know, communicating with the industry has been, been a massive change. So I'm, I'm a huge believer in it. I'm a massive believer in it. Um, if you were to give some advice to a person perhaps looking to stand out, looking to make a difference, looking to lean into innovation, perhaps in a similar, similar role to you, but a few years mm. before, looking to progress their, their to ma- really make a stamp on the world. What would your advice be to these, these people? Oh, it's going to sound really cheesy, but be yourself. Like, seriously, for me personally, I've, I've tried, failed, tried, failed. I've you know, there's been instances where I've not been able to fit in because my view on how to run a business has been different from other people. It's, it's just natural way of doing things, right? I mean, I, I, I know you see these horrible LinkedIn posts that are really cliched and, and whatnot. It's a, it's a journey, but there is some truth to it. There really is. And when you do meet a business that you have these, these core values that match yours, and I think that's a huge, huge part of it. That really makes a massive difference. And for me, with Yolted specifically, it's been, I've been able to kind of project parts of myself into it, which has been really cool, you know, like having a bit of a, a funky 80s theme to it and, you know, old 8-bit computer games. And so I'm showing my age now, but you know, that, <laughs> that, was, that was the kind of stuff that we wanted to do. And people are like, oh yeah, it looks like old school computer games or VHS videos and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and that's really cool. And if you compare it to, I say, a lot of the other ones within the same industry, it's black and white white on black bit of red thrown in it's it's cool to do something different i can't i, I love that i love that tom i think I, I something i've said in the past is if you try and appeal to everybody you'll appeal to nobody yeah it's, like, it's absolutely true the flip side of that i guess is if nobody hates it nobody loves it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i mean no, nobody loves everything and yeah and, that, and i think it 
it circles back to what we were saying earlier. You know, it, uh, so many people have, uh, will want to try and do things them, their own way and they won't find success straight away. But that's just the reality of life in general. You know, there are so many talented people out there that aren't being given the breaks or haven't, don't have the opportunities. But if, the, if you have the opportunity to stamp a bit of yourself into something, whether it be you know, the department you work in or the company you're running or whatever it is, people will recognize that. And if you're in the right place that you can run with it and they will let you be yourself and let you try and fail as long as you learn from your mistakes and keep going and and taking all the educational opportunities that you have then ultimately you will find you will find something i mean there's no two ways about it and i said attitude beats aptitude every single day of the week right and you only learn through experience and that's something i wouldn't change would you say it's uh would you say that what you did with the altered brand was risky yeah absolutely Absolutely. Um, it, it took a bit of convincing internally, let's put it that way. Um, but ultimately, that's why I'm here for. I'm here to make those end decisions. And I'm happy that I did. So but again, it's, it's that yin and yang thing again, right? I mean, obviously, I could have gone completely the other way and I needed to be reined in. But a happy medium was found. And I'm very, I'm very happy with the outcome. And uh, yeah, it's risky, but you know, you only, what's, what's the point of not taking a risk, right? If you want to stand out specifically, um, there are so many easy routes to just being a drone. And I would not be happy with doing that at all. Uh, and it's, that's what it's about at the end of the day, right? It's, you, you mentioned speaking to you know, maybe some younger people and the rest of it. Ultimately, it boils down to being happy, waking up in the morning and being happy to go to work, coming home thinking you've done something cool. It's not going to be roses every single day. You will have things to put up with, but ultimately it is about doing something that's linked to it. Because people talk about their dream job. You know that quote, um, if you find a job you love, you'll never work in another day in your life. Yes. That's rubbish. That's absolute hogwash. Right, you will have to work at it. You will, you will have to work at it. But at the same time, if you you will at least get a lot more satisfaction with what you're doing. For yeah, sure. it's not all roses. No, absolutely not. Absolutely but not. I, I mean, when you are aligned, when you are aligned to the vision, the core values, when it feels good, going into waking up and going to work is exciting. I mean, of course, you have to give it that some days may not be as amazing as others, but on the whole. That's really what, what the dream job is. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something to continue, continuously strive for, for sure. And I think that is a huge part of why companies now are so focusing on the types of people that they hire. And are they going to meet those aspirations and those thoughts and those personality types? You know, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge part of it. It's a, it's a buyer's market, right? Uh, especially after after covid and everything people working from home and you know if you if you have somebody who wants to have a better work life balance versus working every day in london for for, yeah. for sake cuz i've done that i i spent 3 hours a day commuting you could not pay me enough money in the world to do that again never i will never do it so it's just finding that what's happy for you what works and and all the rest of it amazing tom that's been really super insightful inspirational I'm really happy to have you on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure going on the journey with you throughout what started with the workshop, <laughs> then moved into some brand strategy, going into the, the identity of Yolted being created and represented online, something I'm extremely proud of, and I'm sure you are too. Yeah, you should be. Uh, it's, it's, it's been great. You know, it's getting your personality out on a page, right? That's right. Um, so thank you very, very much for, for being here. And as always... We're offering a free resource to anyone listening, 
we're going to give away our brand DNA template, which you can download from growthgurus.com slash podcast, fill that out and implement that into starting to create an impactful brand that can stand out. Remember to innovate through that process and aim to reach the stars. So there you have it. Our first client interview. Thank you guys for the feedback and thank you so much, Tom, for joining us on this journey. To all you listeners, we hope this provides value to you. We appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. Please like, share and subscribe and share this with one person you know needs to hear it. See you next time.